This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Siobhan Moran-McFarlane. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 11th of November. In your Squiz today, Chris Dawson's back in court. The Medibank hackers reveal their demands. The US midterms drag on and rock and rolling in cash. This is your Squiz today. Claire, it's been more than two months since Chris Dawson was found guilty of murdering his wife Lynette in 1982, a case that was made internationally famous by the Teacher's Pet podcast. And yesterday there were some pretty tense scenes at his sentencing hearing. But before we get into that, we might need a refresh on how it got to this point. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Lynn disappeared from Sydney's northern beaches in January 1982 and after an initial police investigation, uh, lobbying by her family and friends and that wildly successful true crime podcast, Chris Dawson was charged with her murder in December 2018. And as you say, he was convicted of killing Lynn and yesterday the judge heard submissions about what sort of sentence is appropriate. Yes, so their eldest daughter, Chanel, told the court that he put her through more than four decades of, and this is the quote, deceit, silence, trauma and gaslighting by telling everyone that Lynn had walked out on the family. She also begged him to tell authorities where her mother's body is so the family can finally lay her to rest. And now there's the big question about how long his sentence will be. The prosecutors say that a life sentence would be appropriate uh, by both 1982 and 2022 standards. Uh, He says that Dawson planned the murder, uh, has continued to conceal where her body is located uh, and that he hasn't shown any remorse. Uh, Dawson has always strongly rejected any suggestion that he killed his wife and his lawyers say that he'll appeal the conviction. Uh, And in the meantime, they say that he's suffering in jail with a brain injury that he sustained during his football career. Dawson will be sentenced on the 2nd of December and New South Wales Supreme Court Justice Ian Harrison says he'll be reserving his decision for the three weeks in between to consider the submissions presented yesterday, including from Dawson's daughter. Claire, the Medibank cyber attack is continuing to dominate headlines with the hackers releasing more personal data from some of the 9.7 million affected customers and they've also revealed more details about their ransom demands. So this all came up in another post on the dark web. Uh, They claim that the ransom Medibank refused to pay equated to $1 US for every affected customer. So that's US $9.7 million, uh, all with our crummy exchange rate at the moment, uh, $15.09 million Aussie dollars. Uh, And with that information, 300 new files were also released yesterday, many relating to pregnancy terminations. Medibank has labelled the latest data dump as disgraceful and says it could put people off seeking the medical care they need. The company has also asked the media and the public not to go looking for or publish any leaked information. 
Looking overseas, Claire, and the counting is continuing in the US after their midterm elections earlier this week. The Republicans are in the lead for the House of Representatives, but not by a lot. And there's an epic battle for control of the Senate that hinges on several key races, including Georgia. There's going to be a runoff election in Georgia on the 6th of December after neither of the major party candidates got 50% of the vote. Uh, Also in play are the Senate seats in Arizona and Nevada. Those three states all have Democrat incumbents and the Republicans have to flip two of them to win the Senate. Uh, And winning the Senate is really important to President Joe Biden because it's where a lot of the agenda is set. All in all, it's not the strong result the Republicans were expecting and former President Donald Trump is being blamed by his side for endorsing too many candidates that didn't end up winning. He's flagged announcing his 2024 presidential run for next week, though, but his supporters are telling him to delay because the focus needs to be on that Georgia runoff election for now. A message now from our podcast partner, BHP. The steel made from iron ore plays an important role in providing the production of our energy infrastructure, from wind turbines to power poles. So cutting carbon emissions in iron ore production is key. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power its port facilities at Port Headland. It's happening now at BHP. Claire, I know you're a big music fan because of how you weave a song lyric into the title of each newsletter. (laughs) So if you've got some spare cash to splash, you might be keen to pick up one of more than 1,500 pieces of music history that are up for auction at the Hard Rock Cafe in New York. I love these auctions. There's always really, really great stuff and just incredible to go through people's lives in that sort of way, particularly very famous people. Uh, In this auction, the one to look out for uh, is a guitar that was owned by Nirvana's Kurt Cobain. Uh, He smashed it on stage during the band's first tour. It's expected to fetch up to 400,000 US dollars, which is a lot for a broken guitar, I would have thought. Uh, There's also a pair of John Lennon's iconic glasses uh, and also pieces owned by Prince and Amy Winehouse. Uh, Long-time squizzers will know I'm a huge Prince fan, so that's really appealing. Oh, well, that's your Christmas gift sorted then, I guess. (laughs) Winning. Amazing. So generous. I'm so generous. Uh, But if you want to check out the memorabilia on offer, I'll post a link to the auction catalogue in your episode notes. Friday Lights, Claire, what tasty delight will we be whipping up this week? (laughs) Well, look, I made this last weekend and it was really good. I don't know I'll be making it this weekend, but uh, it's certainly one that I will have on high rotation. It's a chocolate cake. It's a pretty simple chocolate cake, uh, but it's one that has ricotta cheese in it uh, and it really did make a really nice moist, I can use that word, chocolate cake. (laughs) It's a really good one. Uh, Mandatory, though, for this one are the hundreds and thousands. It really makes it. Nice. That's the only time I'm going to allow you to use the word moist just quietly. (laughs) (laughs) I can agree to that. I'll sign up to that. If you need me to sign a document to that effect, I'm happy to. But, yeah, the sweet cake with ricotta sounds fabulous. You can never offend me with chocolate. (laughs) And if it sounds good to you too, I'll pop a link to the recipe in your episode notes as well. 
Squeeze the day, Claire. It is, of course, Remembrance Day today, marking the anniversary of the armistice which ended World War One, and in memory of the millions who've died in all wars and armed conflicts. Yeah, so 11am, a minute silence, and of course there will be services held at RSLs across the country. And before we go, Claire, you and Kate will be talking to Squizzers again tomorrow. Woohoo! <laughs> that gets a woohoo. I'm really excited about that, and I know Kate is too. We've been talking about doing the Saturday Squiz uh, for a really long time, so we're really thrilled to be bringing it. Uh, it'll be out at 6am tomorrow morning. We're going to be talking about the big news of the week, a few of the conversations too that we have behind the scenes about what's going on, uh, and also some good recommendations uh, and a bit of chat about, you know, what we know squizzes have been interested in too. Yeah, nice. I'm also really looking forward to that because I miss you on a Saturday when we don't see each other. So <laughs> be nice to have you in my ears still. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind when I've got a work issue for you on a Saturday morning. <laughs> That's it from us today. Have a great weekend and we'll chat to you again on Monday. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.